guys, welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. I'm here with Victoria, who is someone I met on Instagram. She does an Instagram page all about wellness, fashion, meditating, manifesting, everything you can imagine. Victoria, do you want to say hi? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be recording with you today. Um, My name is Victoria. For those of you who don't know me, I have um, an Instagram and TikTok channel where I share like all my favorite health and wellness and fashion and I don't even know like everything about my lifestyle lifestyle um there I am 24 and based in Chicago I've always wanted to go to Chicago I saw that on your Instagram and I'm like I've always wanted I feel like so many people I've been talking to recently live there or have lived there Wait, you have to come and we'll go get lunch or something. I want to go so but bad. Visit like in the fall or the summer because the winters are just not the friendliest. Yeah, but. I live in like New Jersey. So even in New York, the winter is like so horrible. But yeah, I really always at least you like kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, I'm like used to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about why you decided to start an Instagram blog? Did it start off as like a lifestyle all about wellness and fashion and everything or was it like a niche thing that kind of spread yeah so I wanted to start it like in high school like I've always like had and I've always been a super creative person I've always loved photography tumblr was like I was addicted to it when I was in like eighth grade um I've just I've always like had an urge to share but was always really scared of what other people thought about me so it took me some time to get over that but thank god we did I started I originally started my Instagram page thinking I would mainly talk about health and wellness and then I actually started my TikTok page thinking I would mainly talk about fashion and I feel like it's kind of flip-flopped where I talk I mean I definitely talk about both on both platforms but Mm -hmm. I feel like I share a lot more fashion on my Instagram and a lot more health and wellness on my TikTok but Yeah. So that's where I started. I started my Instagram in April of 2020 and I started my TikTok in October. So I'm about to hit my one year on TikTok, which is crazy for me to think about. Yeah. What content is more fun for you to create Instagram or TikTok? I would say TikTok is more fun. I Mm. love creating videos, but it's a lot more work. It's so much easier to just take a photo and post it. Um, So it's definitely like, 10 times more work but it's more fun for me I would say just for sure I feel like TikTok like it's easier to grow on like if you get like one video that blows up you all of a sudden have like 10,000 followers like it's crazy but it's so hard to get that one video where everyone sees it like I've been posting so much these past few days and they're getting like a couple hundred maybe like a thousand two thousand likes but I'm waiting for that one that just like blows up a little bit and it will happen. It's honestly all about consistency. Like my first couple of videos or for like months on TikTok, I just would post and get either a couple hundred, a couple thousand. And then finally I figured out what was like working. I also got better at creating. Um, and then it kind of just like, it totally ebbs and flows. It's so interesting. Like I'll go through periods of time on TikTok where I'm growing a lot. I'm getting a lot of views. And then time like weeks where my views are low I'm not growing as much and at first that like stressed me out and I've kind of learned to just like what ride the wave and um but yeah on TikTok it's so much easier to grow because you're constantly being exposed to a new audience whereas on Instagram unless you're doing unless you're like reposted onto someone's story or someone sends your account to their friends like you're only seeing people that you follow which is why reels has really helped um 
And like, if you're a content creator listening, like I definitely encourage people to go on reels. That's how I definitely grew on Instagram was just like literally copy pasting my TikToks to my reels. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's the only way you're exposed to new people. It's kind of like such a bummer and it's so hard to grow on both platforms. But once you like have something that goes viral, it really helps. But again, that like totally comes and goes in waves. It's just about being patient and consistent. I agree. What age again did you say you like? Like what made you start? Because you said when you were in high school, you always wanted to do this, but you were kind of scared. What made you break through that? Yeah. Like growing up, I don't, I don't even know. I yeah. I started everything when I was 23, turning 24. I started my my Instagram account and it was to, so scary, like starting from zero because I had, I already had my personal account, but I was like, I don't want like boys from high school following this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want people to feel like they had to or feel awkward on following me. So I was like, I'm just going to start over. And it was, it was definitely uncomfortable at first, like starting at zero and being like, Hey, I'm putting myself out here. And I had to pretend like I had a bunch of followers when really I was talking to like 50 people for a couple months. Um, but slowly it grows. And I don't know what necessarily got me. I think I just finally came to a point where I really didn't care about what people thought. And maybe that came with me not being in school anymore, which like, if you are in school and you want to do it, I would say do it, like just do it. Because now I look back and I'm like, I wish I started sooner. But yeah, you just have to like, get over that hump of caring about what people think and just put yourself out there. I agree. I was the same way in high school. Like, I didn't think of a podcast in high school because I feel like they weren't as normalized like three, four years ago, but yeah. I always wanted to start a YouTube channel or like an Instagram blog. And I never did. Cause I was like, if I do, people are going to make fun of me. There was like a few points where I tried, but it just, I never stayed consistent with it. Cause if one person would make a comment about it, I'd like freak out and delete everything. Yeah. So I've tried it in the past. And like you said, literally no one cares, especially when you graduate high school, no one's going to be like, remember that girl on a YouTube channel? Like no one cares. Right. So yeah, if you're listening, I definitely encourage you to start a blog because so many people that I talk to are in the same boat. They're like, I don't want people from high school or like family friends to be like, I have to follow her and, and everything. Yeah. So like make your own separate thing. I'm at the same stage where you once were when you were like, I'm talking to like 50 people, but I'm pretending I'm talking to like hundreds. Cause that's where I am yeah. right now. Um, yeah. when you started your page, were you always into wellness? Like, were you into wellness in high school or is it something you kind of adopted and were like, I want to share this on social media? Yeah. So my wellness journey kind of starts in high school. When I was, um, a senior in high school, I got alopecia, which is an autoimmune disease where your hair like falls out. They think it's due to stress. It's like not, they don't fully know the cause of autoimmune disease, but since then I've, I've gotten diagnosed with a couple other autoimmune diseases. And so that totally launched my health and wellness career. I became like my own detective, super invested in just healing myself and bettering my life. Um, I started listening to podcasts all the time. And honestly, podcasts are what one taught me a lot about health and wellness, just like from physical, like eating, working out, et cetera, but then also like the mentality part of it and like how much stress impacts your gut and, and everything. So I've educated myself so much on the whole, on everything wellness related. I feel like sometimes I'm like, I feel like I should have a career in it, which I'm not doing, but Hmm. kind of doing sharing stuff on social media, but, um, but yeah, so that's ultimately what launched me. And that was like six years ago. And I've just fallen in love with becoming a better version of myself, healing myself, helping others. 
spreading awareness about mental health and physical health and just taking care of yourself because I feel like it's so there's like such a trend on taking care of yourself and like there's definitely like a percentage of people who are starting to get into the wellness space but I feel like majority of Americans and just people in the world like live their lives on autopilot and almost like go through the motions of life and that's definitely what I was doing before like I feel like I used to wake up work out go to work or go to school and like that was definitely a good routine but I was never like checking in on myself and like asking myself how I was or taking care of myself or focusing on that mentality aspect of it which has like a huge difference like one of my favorite quotes is like it's you can eat all the healthy food you want drink all the water you want go to the gym two times a day but until you've I think it's like until you work on that shit inside your head, you're not going to be healthy or something yeah. like that. And it's so true. That was like totally tangent to your question. No, but, no, no. I totally like like what you branched out too. Yeah, because you're in Chicago. I'm right outside New York. And like you said, everyone's on autopilot. You do the same things. Yeah. You wake up. You barely even have like a morning routine. You just get straight to work. And then it's your dinner, your shot. Like everything's in routine. Would you yeah. say, is, is Instagram your full-time job? So I used to work for Ulta Beauty Corporate on the buying Mm. team. Um, I did that for two years and until about a month, over a month ago now, um, I quit my job and I'm still working for a social media agency part-time. And then I'm doing my my own social media part-time. Nice. Would you ever look into being a nutritionist or going to like get your degree or anything like that, like in nutritional school? I've totally thought about it. I definitely thought about nutrition, being a health coach, a wellness coach. I don't think, I think my biggest issue is, um, and like my whole life, people have always been like, you'd be an amazing therapist. And like, I like, and I love talking to people and helping people. And my stepmom's actually a therapist. And I don't think I have the mindset to disconnect from other people's lives like I think I'd be I'm such an empath that like I become overly invested in people yeah I think it would honestly I just know myself so well that I know it would take a toll on me so I don't think I can I don't think I could do it yeah (laughs) and I like give so much credit to people who can and I think that's incredible and but yeah I just I worry a little too much (laughs) but I don't know I think about it I mean like I'm definitely passionate about like sharing my views and my opinions on health and wellness on my social channels and like just I don't like necessarily come out and make claims but I just like empathize or emphasize taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself and your well-being um but yeah no I don't know if I could (laughs) I honestly think sharing it on your Instagram is like kind of pretty much doing that you're like still helping people it's just like a broader not like a one-on-one I'm going back to when you said you were diagnosed and you healed healed yourself I think that's so amazing because a lot of people I talk to also say that they're like I found out what was wrong with me and instead of taking the easy way out or the quick fix that doctors were prescribing I was like no I'm gonna study my body I'm gonna figure it out and everything Mm -hmm. what were some steps that you took to kind of figure out your body because for me personally I struggle with a little bit of like bloating, hormonal acne, and I go to doctors, I go to dermatologists, but I always want to kind of just heal myself. What did, like, what's our steps you took to kind of figure out what was going on with you and how you could fix it? Yeah, it's definitely been a journey. And I did originally, and I still do work with Western doctors, like 
I have an endocrinologist and a gastro enter. I don't even know how to say it, a gastro doctor. Um, but I think for years, truthfully, like I would see doctor after doctor and would get diagnosed, like just different diagnoses, be prescribed medication. And I would get so frustrated because I would say to my parents, I'm like, I feel like they're just giving me band-aids and I would continue to get sick or like it would help me for like a couple months and then it wouldn't help me anymore. So that was when I like really dove into studying health and wellness, listening to podcasts, reading articles, reading books. Um, you just have to become like a practitioner and kind of your own detective. And especially with autoimmune disease, I had gone to doctors where I would explain what was going on. And they're like, is it in your head? Like, or they're like, well, your labs are normal type of thing. And I'm like, well, something is actually seriously wrong with me. Um, So you have to, even if a doctor is telling you, no, you're fine. You have, you know, your body best. So you have to say like, you know what? No. And sometimes I think you have to just take it into your own hands. And there's so many resources out there now, um, especially on the podcast world. Like there's some incredible podcasts, especially on like bloating or autoimmune disease and different and hormones. Um, But what happened with me is I finally through a podcast, actually, this podcast had my doctor on and I listened to him and his philosophy about healing people with autoimmune disease. And I was like, I need to see you. And he's a holistic doctor. So we're healing everything through supplements, through my diet, through my lifestyle and everything. Um, So basically he tested me for all these things that I've been to so many doctors and he's the first one to look at my gut and look at, um, I got tested for mold and heavy metal toxicity. I'm getting my hormones tested, my liver tested, just things that no other doctor looked at. So I would say finding the right doctor is huge, but overall what helped me the most is my lifestyle. I completely did a 180 on my lifestyle um, from how I move my body to how I eat to how I like view life. I feel like I am a type of person who loves to go, go, go. Like I thrive off of that mentality. And I'm sure, especially living close to New York, living in Chicago, like that energy of just like working Mm -hmm. and going, going, going. I, I just did that. And I actually was listening to a podcast today on how that that like constant go, go, go messes with your gut because it messes, it signals to your gut to release cortisol. And it's like, you're constantly in a state of fight or flight Yeah, and you never go into that rest and digest mode. And that impacts so much of your overall body, I guess, um, from your hormones, it wreaks havoc on your hormones from how you digest your food. If you're sitting at work and you're, you know, you're working, sending emails and also shoving food in your mouth, trying to eat your lunch. Like your body is in fight or flight mode. It's not in rest and digest mode and your body won't digest it. And if your body doesn't digest your food, right. Your food will ferment in your stomach and it'll cause bloating. I'm totally like totally ranting, but, um, I love that though. Like I didn't even think (laughs) of that ever. It's crazy how much stress impacts your life and that mentality impacts your life. Um, so I kind of made a huge shift in just prioritizing my stress levels. So like every day before I eat, I take like a minute to just 
breathe and to like calm my nervous system down. And I changed my workouts from like super high intensity workouts to low intensity workouts. And that alone, I made that shift during COVID and that alone, like completely like depuffed my body because the high intensity workouts were causing so much stress and the stress causes so much inflammation. So that's a long winded answer to your question. Yeah. but yeah. <laughs> What's your advice for someone that kind of has to be on the go and always is like working crazy hours, working corporate and working all these hours, but they still want to prioritize wellness and health into their life? Like what's some advice that you would give them? Yeah, totally. I'm like completely that person still. Like I, mm-hmm. with my job, with everything that I'm doing, when I was working at corporate like a month ago and when I, and now I feel like I'm even busier now. Um, you just have to find time in your day to find peace. You know, like life is always going to be chaotic. Yeah. No matter what, no matter, no matter if you're a stay-at-home mom raising a bunch of children and helping them rule their lives or you're, or you're going to a nine to five job and then you have, you're working a night shift after just anything, life is always going to be chaotic. Yeah. Um, so it's just prioritizing yourself, finding that time in the day, whether it's on your commute to, you know, turn all music off and just like be in your head or decompress or listen to a podcast or what I like, I wake up at 545 in the morning, not because I want to, but because I know that I need to spend at least like an hour in the morning journaling, meditating, or else I'm not going to show up as the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just prioritizing yourself. And whether it's like, five minutes sitting in your car before you walk into the office or it's an hour of journaling and meditating and whatever um whatever you can do I would say do it and be like you just have to take care of yourself yeah do you want to get a little give a little rundown of like your morning routine because I feel like that's honestly the biggest thing is how you're starting your day is going to shape what you're going to do for the rest of the day so you want to give a little rundown on kind of like what you do in the morning and what are things you prioritize that you want to get done in the beginning of the day Yes. So it's actually scientifically proven that how you set up your day, your morning and your morning routine completely sets a tone for your day. So if you, you know, if you wake up and you focus on the good and you spend time on yourself, you'll have a much more productive day and be a better person overall than if you're rushing to get out the door. Um, So like I said, I wake up early just because I know that I need to make time for myself. I wake up, I brush my teeth and make my bed like everyone. And then I would say, I always say my morning routine has kind of like three components of it, like my skincare, my mental health and my physical health. So I'll go to the bathroom, do my skincare, which is usually just, you know, gua sha, serums, SPF, all the fun stuff. Yeah. And then my mental health, I usually, I always do a gratitude journal and I really, really preach gratitude on my Instagram I think it's like, just sets like such a good tone for your tone for the day. And I use the um, five minute journal, which you can get on Amazon. And I really like, when I talk to people, I emphasize, like, you can write down, like, I'm happy that I got a good night of sleep and I'm happy that I, you know, feel good today or whatever. You can have the most broad things, but like, I always really challenge people to be like as specific as possible, just because it helps you overall in your day, like look for the little things and find the joy in the little things. So like, even like 
oh, I went to Starbucks and got a pumpkin spice latte and I'm so grateful that it's fall time or like, mm-hmm. which sounds so silly, but it's just like- it No, I totally you get what you mean, yeah. Focus on the little things. So anyway, so I do my gratitude journal and then I like to either do a brain dump if I'm like feeling super anxious, like I feel like I wake up and my mind is rushing and I'm like, oh my God, I have to film this tech talk. I have to do this, I have to do that. And I'm like, I get super overwhelmed. And then I'm like dreading the day because I'm stressed. So if I wake up in that mindset, I will do a brain dump where I literally just like write out everything that's on my mind. Um, I just feel like it literally like takes the clutter out of my mind mm-hmm. and helps me just feel more at ease. Um, and then I like to either meditate or read a book and I don't have that much time. So I just like set an alarm for five to eight minutes and I'll just do something to get out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that again, like my thoughts are always racing. So focusing on something that's not my life um, really just helps me calm down a bit. Um, and then I work out and I either go to a class or I'll work out in my apartment. And then I'll, I like to go for like a 30 minute walk. So like, I feel like my routine always looks super complicated and complex, but it's really just like, it's like 30 minutes. And then my workout is like 30 minutes to an hour, which I feel like is standard. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that would, that, I would say that's like my morning routine. Um, the best thing that I've done lately for myself in the morning is I recently set, um, the downtime on my phone. So I can't look at social media until 9am and it shuts off at 8pm every day. So that has really, really impacted my mental health. It's helped me so much because especially as a content creator, I wake up and my phone is just flooded with notifications and DMs and comments. And I'm just like, if I look at that right away, I get instantly anxious. Mm -hmm. So turning that off and then also like not being able to lay in bed and scroll has helped me so much. Like I recommend it so much. Yeah, I agree. And it's so difficult too, because I'm the same way where I hate being like mindlessly scrolling on TikTok or Instagram, but then at the same time, that's where I get my most inspiration, my most podcast guests. Like that's how I'm growing my platform. So it's so tough Mm -hmm. when you want to like not be on your phone because you're living this wellness lifestyle. But then at the same time, you're like, I need to just like check or update people on what I'm doing. It's such a balance. Like it's so hard to Mm -hmm. find that balance. Like I'm the like same way. Like when I'm, when your career's on social media, it's like, I'm not just like scrolling. I'm like looking for inspiration. I'm commenting on people's posts. I'm engaging, I'm building relationships. I'm like having, answering my DMs. So it's, it's a lot, um, which is why I like the downtime because it forces me to have time without it. But yeah, it's definitely hard. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely very interesting. How often would you say you meditate or manifest? I saw you like Instagram storying about it a few days ago. So how often do you yeah. do it? Um, I either meditate or I read a book every single day. Um, I like go through phases with meditation and I'm like, I'm just kind of getting back into it. And I realized how much I needed it, but I, I feel like it just kind of adds and flows and then manifesting. I feel like I'm like in a constant state of like manifesting. I have like a manifest journal, which I really liked for a while and I should probably pick back up again. Um, But I feel like I'm constantly just like focusing on my goals, journaling about them, writing them down. And then just thinking about it. Like sometimes I'm like, I feel like I spent 99.9% of my days thinking it or like dreaming and like manifesting and thinking about Instagram I know I'm the same way honestly 
kind of so bad, but <laughs> yeah, I go through phases too, where like, I'll go a full, like two, three weeks, like a month of like meditating and manifesting every day or every other day. And then all of a yeah. sudden I'll just like stop for a few months. And like, I forget how much it really does impact my day when I wake up and I meditate or manifest, like it really does make me feel so good. So I don't know why I stopped doing it for a period of time, but yeah. it honestly like changes me so much. I always get asked like, people are always, they never know how to start meditating or manifesting. A lot of people will Mm -hmm. be like, meditation just isn't for me. I can't sit down and be quiet and manifesting. Mm -hmm. I can't just like sit down and talk to myself. What are your tips for someone who wants to begin that? Yeah. So I actually started meditating through Headspace. Um, Fortunately, when I worked for Ulta, they paid for our subscriptions, which was like such a blessing, but it, it, I know it's so nice. They have great company culture um but it really it's what taught me to kind of meditate there's so many things on youtube though like there's so many free apps yeah so i'm not saying that's necessary but what headspace taught me though is it's like nearly impossible to turn off your thoughts like you're never like not gonna think like that's i used to think that's what meditating was so i was like all right well my thoughts go a mile a minute like i there's no way that's possible but it really teaches you to focus on either your breath, a mantra, or um, counting like numbers. And then what they teach you is that like when your thoughts come and go, you kind of note them. So basically like if I'm focusing on my breath and then I start thinking about what I have to do today, I'm like, oh, wait, this is me. I'm just like thinking. And then you note them as either like a thought or emotion or an emotion so like I'd be like oh I'm thinking about what I have to do today or if I'm like stressed about something I'm like oh I'm feeling anxious and then you just let them float by and honestly I had this like realization the other day when I was doing when I kind of got back into meditating and I'm like this is totally what helped me originally become so self-aware of my thoughts like now I've gotten to a point just from practicing so much practicing that so much that I in my day-to-day life, like I'll have a conversation with someone and someone will say something that upsets me. And I'm like, I can like stop my thoughts. And I'm like, Oh wait, this is me just like being, being insecure because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And then I'm able to just kind of move on with my day and I don't let it affect me so much. So it's truly had like an, like a tremendous impact on my life, um, in the best way possible. So like it just learning how to meditate, impact so many other areas of your day-to-day life so I highly recommend that and then um but just like tips on getting started is you just have to try and you just have to keep getting keep going and find there's so many different types of meditation so finding one that works with you there's like visualization there's guided there's there's no voices like it's it's totally just finding what you kind of like and you don't have to do it for that long like five minutes even it's just it's really helpful. And if you don't like the meditating, do a breath work, like Wim Hof, there's the Wim Hof method and he has a whole book and it's all just breath. So like your thoughts can be your thoughts. Like if the aspect of calming your thoughts down stresses you out, or you feel like it's impossible, try breath work because one that has like a huge impact on your nervous system and it's really, really beneficial. But, um, but all you're doing is focusing on your breath. And so it's easier to kind of just like give all your attention to your breath. So I would recommend that. And then with like manifesting and, and all that, I think 
it's going to feel awkward at first. Yeah. Like it's so uncomfortable, like manifesting and like words of affirmation, like telling yourself that you love yourself or like telling, like I sometimes I'll write if I'm feeling down or like weird or insecure about myself, I'll write down like I am statements, like Mm -hmm. I am strong. I am enough. I'm worthy. And it feels so awkward at first, but like the more that you do it, the less awkward it gets. And then honestly, it, it has the greatest impact on how you do work. Yeah. It works like tremendously. Mm -hmm. And I think if anyone is struggling with, with confidence in general or self-esteem, like writing I am statements every single day makes the greatest difference in how you view yourself. And you just have to get up, get over the awkward hump. Like no one is seeing it, but you. So like, who cares? Like tell yourself that you love yourself. Like who cares? And like, if I ever saw someone doing that, I'd be like, heck yeah, good for you. Like, I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's nothing to be like embarrassed about. It's just like a weird feeling at first because we're not trained. Like no one teaches you to love how to love yourself, which is so bizarre, but, um, yeah, so it feels awkward, but you just have to get over that. Mm -hmm. I've seen on TikTok, there's like a mother and daughter. And every time she does her daughter's, um, hair for school in the morning, she always says like daily affirmations and she makes her daughter repeat it. It's the cutest thing ever. She makes her daughter repeat. I I literally got goosebumps. Oh my gosh. It's so cute. You should, I don't know their names, but I'm sure if you type in like daily affirmation daughter, they'll, they'll come up. It's like, she's always doing her hair. Um, but yeah. And I love that. Like physical change and everything is never going to happen unless something is happening with your mental change. So like you said before, you could be doing the actions, you could be eating clean, you could be going to the gym, but if you're not doing it for the right reasons, or you don't have a reason why you're doing it or a good motive behind it, it's going to be a habit that falls off in one to two months. And I think that's why people lose consistency a lot is because they lack the mental health. They're doing the physical things, but they're not doing, they're not working their brain and growing themselves. They're only doing the actions. And I think that's why a lot of people will ask me, how do I stay consistent? And why am I not consistent? And it's because your priorities aren't in the right order. You don't have the right, like you're not focusing on the right thing. You're only focusing on what you Mm -hmm. look like, not what's changing on the inside. 1000%. I always say like, you cannot hate yourself into being a new person, like a different person. You can't yeah. hate yourself into having a new body. Like you have to show up with compassion and love for yourself mm-hmm. and then the rest will follow. I agree. And also like, like you said, with manifesting, it is definitely uncomfortable. Like if I'm ever insecure about my skin or something and I look in mm-hmm. the mirror and I'm writing down, I have clear skin. It's like, what? Like, I love my skin. Like you write these things down and you're looking at a face full of acne and you're like, I have mm-hmm. clear skin, but over time, the more you write it, like they say, the more you tell a lie, the more you start to believe it. So you're making this into your reality. You're showing up as the person that you want to be instead of wanting to be that person. You're kind of just acting as if you already are that person. And eventually you will become, I've seen many things like form in front of me and I can't wait to see what Mm -hmm. else forms. Um, I have to meditate. I mean, manifest today after this episode, I'm like, I have to get back (laughs) into it. I need to too. Honestly, though, it's like so powerful. I, every single year and every single birthday, I write down a list of my goals Yeah. for the upcoming year. And nine out of my 10 goals for this year have already come true, which is like wow, amazing. And it's all just because I've like, I don't know. I mean, people think manifesting too. Like if you're not, if you don't like know necessarily a lot about it, you think it's just yeah. like writing it down and things happen, but no, it's, I mean, it's like putting in the work 
and but like leaving it up to the universe and just like trusting that when the time comes it'll come and not like over focusing on it but also like putting in the work and making it happen too it's a weird balance of agreed yeah it's like letting things come to you but creating them at the same time like you're not supposed to be out searching for things but you're supposed to be within your own little circle waiting for them to come but like writing down that they're coming type of thing if that makes sense right like you can't be like I'm gonna grow a social channel and then like not even start it exactly like not and like expect it to happen overnight but then you're also like not supposed to just like focus and analyze and stress about it yeah for sure <laughs> I agree um I also want to talk about fashion because you said you post on yes. your TikTok I stalk your Instagram for clothes all the time I love how oh my gosh simple so your style is and of course because you're on TikTok you see all the like I feel like fashion is just reinventing itself at this point and it's yeah. everything that people are wearing is from social media like you'll go to a thrift store or like some like the mall and everyone's wearing the same type of outfit now mm-hmm. and everything there have been so many micro trends this summer and I'm so mm-hmm. guilty of splurging and being a part of every single one where as soon as <laughs> I saw a certain like weird pattern or color, I was right away going to buy it off like Shein or something yeah. this summer. And now I'm at this point <laughs> where I'm like, I'm selling all those things on Depop. I never want to yeah. shop at Shein again. Your style <laughs> is very timeless, simple. What is your opinion on like all these micro trends you're seeing on TikTok? Yeah, I totally gave into them this summer, I feel like too. And I got to a point where I literally said to my friends, I'm like, I look at my, these photos in my closet and I'm just like, I don't feel like this is me. And I realized like, I was like, I'm just trying to be something I'm not. And like, I finally got back to like, just going back to, to what I like. It's so funny that you say that because growing up, I went through this phase from like eighth grade to junior year of high school where every single year I was like a different aesthetic. Like ask me why, I don't know. Me too. I went from like being skater wearing Vans and black skinny jeans to then I was boho. I wore only free people um, and like urban outfitters. And then I was preppy and I wore only J crew and like <laughs> button downs and like, God bless my mom because my mom is like a little fashionista and she just like watched me. I don't know, like go through these cycles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you doing? Um, but that just like goes to show that I've always like really liked having an aesthetic and like having like a specific look, but, Damn. um, I think my mom is honestly what like has influenced my style the most. She has great style and she just has like timeless, but trendy also like she has timeless pieces that she like somehow will always style to make them look trendy. I think and that's what I kind of learned. I really like the minimalistic um, European or Scandinavian type of style. I like simple. I just feel like less is more. Um, But I've also loved like how how like you can wear like a blazer and like trousers and heels or you can like wear like blazer and baggy jeans and like air force ones and make these like certain pieces like super classic looking or super trendy looking Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's crazy how much social media right now is impacting trends and all the patterns I feel like so I feel like there's the whole Y2K movement. And then there's like a seventies mixed with nineties inspired looks. And like, there's so much going on right now. And there's 
it's amazing because I love seeing the creativity and how people dress and like everyone can express themselves in yeah. such different, so many different ways, but it's almost like overwhelming because there's so many different like things going on. Oh um, but I feel like, I feel like it's fun to have trendy pieces, but don't invest in that. Like mm. don't invest in them and don't invest or, and don't like buy too many of them. Like I would say it's like fun to have like a couple little things for summer or for whatever season it is like if you want but I think anything that's an investment it should be a timeless piece of clothing yeah um just because style always changes and then anything that's timeless you'll keep in your closet and Mm. even if it's like like I remember when my mom bought me high-waisted jeans in like sixth grade and I was like these are so weird I will never wear high-waisted jeans and now I only wear high-waisted jeans and low rise are coming back and I got rid of all my low rise and it's just like everything in fashion is a, has a cycle yeah so it will come back like even the other day I feel like I'm talking about my mom so much but mm-hmm. <laughs> we were at the mall and there was this blazer it's like checkered blazer and she's like oh my god I have that exact same blazer from like 20 years ago and it's just been like sitting in our basement and she's like and I never thought it would come back in style but here it is so it's just funny how everything has a life but yeah maybe don't invest too much money in in the trendy pieces yeah especially I think especially this summer TikTok was all Mm -hmm. over these super weird patterns of different colors and so funky and as soon as I saw one thing and I was like I kind of like this I want to be the first person to be wearing this trend around people around me so right away I'm buying it and then yeah I ended up doing it with all these pieces and I did a huge closet clean out after summer like every season I do one and any single top I had bought that summer, I was like, I'm never going to wear this again. I'm not going to wear this next summer. I bought a shirt and I wore it once and that's it. Yeah. And even though it was a $12, $17 shirt, it adds up to be like a couple hundred dollars with how many right. pieces you buy. And you're like, I'm wasting all of this because state like trendy statement pieces are things you wear one time, take a picture in them and you never wear them again. Whereas yeah. timeless pieces, I love shopping at Aritzia now. You can get Mm -hmm. the most simple colors, simple things, and it's going to be more money, but there's so many more ways to dress it and so many more opportunities to wear it to. What's like your favorite place? And the quality. The quality. Yeah. yeah. The quality is so much better too. Um, I would say I love Aritzia, especially for staples, like love Aritzia, like tank tops, shirts, because their quality is good. And like Mm -hmm. their price point for like their basics aren't terrible they're definitely pricier but like you know it's not gonna like fall apart after exactly washes. um I love Zara for trendy things mm-hmm. because it's not that expensive but it's not like that bad of quality but it's not the best quality mm. but I am a huge Zara fan um I love Revolve but then I feel like everything else that I get is kind of from just different places I I don't even like I just bought a pair of jeans from Rag and Bone. I like a Goldie. I do like Zara jeans. Um, but they're all, all my Zara jeans are like trendy. Like the fit of them are all trendy. Yeah. So they're like weird just, with sizing. Like Zara jeans sizes so are weird. So no, you weird. have to try it on. You like yeah. ha- like, and that was like the the worst part about about everything being shut down lately is I live by Zara, which is like wow, so dangerous. Yes, um, but they had the dressing rooms closed. So you would just like buy all this stuff and you'd have to go home and try it on. And then you'd have to go back and return like half of it because it wouldn't fit. Um, but yeah, so I kind of shop all over. I like 
for like some trendy things, I definitely like Zara. I like H or not H and M. I like Princess Polly. I like Sos. And then for like more timeless things, I like Revolve. I like um, Shop Up. I like Intermix and Aritzia for sure. Yeah, Aritzia has been my favorite. Like you said, there's I have two cardigans from them that were thirty five dollars each, which is nothing for good quality yeah. cardigan. Um, yeah. I think it's from Sunday best. And then I have a sweater that's like $180 from them. But at the same time, it's like yeah. a sweater I could wear till I'm 50 years old. Like no joke, Literally. as long as I don't dirty it or rip it, like I can yeah. wear that sweater forever. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of making that transition. And I feel like people are also starting to realize how much money they wasted this summer on these micro trends mm-hmm. that are not going to come back. And now my TikTok is all timeless pieces. I don't know if it's because I'm changing or everyone around me is changing, <laughs> but it's insane. I also think it's like the seasons. Like it's so funny because I feel like every summer, okay, no, every fall, winter, and spring, I am neutrals. There is no, like, there is no color. There is no pattern. There is nothing in my wardrobe. And then the second summer hits, I'm like a different person. And I'm like, bring on all the colors, bring on all the patterns and I'll wear the, whatever that is for like, what is it? Two months, three months. And then I'm like never wearing it again. Um, but something that you said earlier made me think about like another issue with social media, not like an issue, but just like reality of social media Mm -hmm. is when you get photographed or like take a photo and post on your social media and something like I'll find myself not wanting to wear that piece again or like wanting to wear it for like, yeah, like I'm like, oh, well I wore this out and like every, I posted about it and everyone saw me in it. So I can't wear it for like a couple more months or something, which is so dumb Mm -hmm and and everything but it's the reality of it and like that's actually that's like so bad because obviously the whole sustainability movement with fashion is so important but I feel like social media is almost like making it worse (laughs) I agree like it's because these trendy pieces are such statements that when you Mm -hmm. wear it you're creating a whole look for yourself you're like I have this super funky pattern top I have to do a certain makeup look a certain hair look and then you go out and you take a picture and you don't want to redo that because you're like, I'm not going to feel as pretty the second time I do the same look. So I want like, yeah, or like new. everyone's already seen all that. Yeah, exactly. So I totally get that. I'm definitely going to link your TikTok and your Instagram in the description. So you guys can go check Thank out you. Victoria's social medias. <laughs> um, her fall inspo is amazing. Do you follow Jess? I think it's Jess Elizy, Jess Elizy. She's Australian. I don't think so, but send me her profile. I, I like you would love her, her style. Her style is so simple, but she's so good at layering. I've never met yeah. like she makes white jeans work in the winter. Like she's oh, so good. Yeah. Um, I but yeah, that. <laughs> it was so fun recording with you. I know you probably have a busy Thank day. Thank you. It was no, so good this to is talk so to you. so fun. Yeah, um, I loved I'll it. Link all of your socials down below so people could find you on Instagram and on TikTok and everything. Mm-hmm.